Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the Business Creators Radio Show, where we help you win at the game of business and marketing. My name is Adam Homey. I'm your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to be with us today. As the name says, our listeners, like you, are business creators, and they fall into one or more of several different categories. We have our entrepreneurs, our small business owners, our local business owners. We have the marketing and business coaches. We have the folks who help others build their businesses. And on the other side of that coin, we have the do-it-yourselfers who like to have your own hands on the levers as you grow your business. If you are one or more of the above, please take a moment, explore episodes, and discover how we help you win at the game of business and marketing at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also check us out on iTunes and subscribe on iTunes. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show or click the button in the right-hand column of businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Fresh content is added every single week. Every five-star rating helps us help more business creators just like you. Today, we are going to delve into one of the most popular topics, and we're going to take a new angle and a new direction on high-profit sales funnels. And to help us with that, we have none other than Alan McKenna of HighProfitSalesFunnel.com. And just to tell you a little bit about Alan, he's a highly accomplished and successful sales and marketing strategist creating six- and seven-figure evergreen automated marketing funnels and high-profit sales funnels. He has generated more than $25 million in additional revenue for his clients through implementing full funnel optimization. Alan is sought out by high-level entrepreneurs and best-selling authors like T. Harv Eker, John Assaraf, and Darren Hardy. Top leaders in coaching like Kendall Summerhawk and Max Simon, change makers in the personal development space like Jennifer McLean, The Shift Network, Mind Movies, Marnie Batista, Lisa Nichols, and Chris and Janet Atwood, and Inc. 500 companies like Lisa Sasevich, Impact Wealth, and Evolving Wisdom. Alan specializes in working with businesses that generate $1 million or more in annual revenue and has many clients in the business coaching, professional training, personal development, and personal transformation space, many of the exact same areas where our listeners fall, like you. He has also had incredible results in clients and other industries too. Uh, Alan, all I got to say is after that introduction, I hope that I can keep up with you. I hope I'm worthy to have you on my show here. Absolutely, yeah, and thank you for the introduction. <laughs> Looking forward to it. got a lot of good things to uh, share with the audience. Great. So, Alan, here's what I did. I, I just read off your official biography, which has some very impressive statistics and some very great names you've worked with in the industry over the years. But what we like to do here is before we get into the topic of what we're going to cover, it's just spend a minute or two and uh, learn a little bit about the, the story and the background of our guests and kind of what brought you to where you are today. So if you could tell us a little bit about that, that'd be great. Sure. Um, I actually started out, when I was 21 years old, I started out actually knocking on doors, making appointments, and then going in-home selling. And uh, one of the things that I was very diligent with was, uh, you know, generating leads, generating leads, and then, you know, and obviously then being, being, able to, uh, being able to sell those leads. And over time, as I uh, grew with that company, I ended up becoming a marketing manager. I ended up taking ideas, strategies, structures, and putting them into uh, any one of the 36 different offices that a company had. Um, and then... That company owned a sister company in the U.S. I ended up being transferred to the U.S. That was uh, 21 years ago now, and right. um, ended up opening an office for them in the in the marketing arena, again generating leads, driving sales, uh, capturing sales that were being lost, and things like that. Um, and then I actually went back in the field of selling. Uh, kind of took myself out of the marketing element for a, for a period of about five years and went back into direct sales. So what one of the things that makes me unique in what I do is that I, uh, my business is, is very much based in the internet marketing, online marketing space. But because I have a, a background in sales, in direct sales, I can build something end-to-end from, okay, where are we driving traffic from? How do we convert the traffic into leads? How do we convert the leads? How do we nurture the leads? How do we sell the leads online? And then how do we take the leads offline in order to, bring them into higher-end programs. Um, and uh, so it's, it's, it's end-to-end that I look at 
a client's business and say, how do we optimize all these different things along, along the line? And knowing that uh, one of the key things is with selling stuff offline, you can sell much higher ticket products and programs, which means you get a you get a rapid revenue growth and there's a typically a rapid profit uh, growth with that because people are paying for the front end leads and the front end sales. That's where the most of the marketing expense ends up going. The back end stuff doesn't have most of those things uh, built into them, so um, we can make a lot more profit on the back end. So great. Great, and 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 I love and I love that, and I'm really looking forward to getting more into some of the success you've had with high profit sales funnels. I know we're going to be talking about some case studies and a few things you've sure. done where you've uh, helped people increase their revenues uh, by a factor of. 15 to 20, I believe it is. I'm not very good with math, as our listeners know, but it's pretty impressive. But before we dive into that, uh, just one more question I have for you, if you'll allow me, uh, and our listeners know what's coming next. Here in the Business Creators Radio Show, we provide the tools, techniques, and strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. A lot of our listeners tell me that they have everything they need to implement one, whether it's Alan McKenna or anybody else, comes on the show and tells them they need to do, except for time and money. Now, this is a question we ask every expert who appears on our show. And what I like about it is not only the variety of different answers, but also the variety of ways the question is interpreted. So how do time and money impact uh, whether they get in the way or they benefit or what have you, this whole notion of building and developing high-profit sales funnels? Uh, so I'll ask that question another way so I know that I've got it solidly as to what you're really specifically asking around that. Yes. You... Oh, ask, oh, you want me to ask it another way? Yeah. Uh, basically... You, you ask, ask me the question another way so that I know that I've got that 100%. Because I, I, I think... So let me tell you what I think you're asking. What I think you're asking is how can your audience get something like this done without spending too much time and without spending too much money? Is that the question you're asking? Let's go with that. As I said, what I like is not only the variety of different answers, but the variety of ways the question is interpreted. So I love your interpretation. Let's go with that one real quick. Okay, perfect. So uh, one, of the, one of the simplest ways, we'll, we'll get more into the strategy of this entire thing, but one of the simplest ways is a lot, a lot of people, they, they, they get online, they want to start selling stuff online, and they forget about the human interaction. And sometimes it's as simple as, and this is actually, this is funny, Adam. This is one of the number one things that most people miss is they don't even have a phone number on every page on their website. Wow. And people go searching for the contact page. Where's the phone number? Is it at the bottom of the footer or whatever it might be? If you just put a phone number on every page at the top of your website, people will call, people will make a buying decision, you'll make more money. It's that simple. Most people, 90% of websites miss that completely. Right. Yeah, you're singing to the choir on that one, Alan. So that's a, that's a simple solution to, it's not, it's not building a sales funnel, but it's taking the conversation offline versus always doing it online. And when someone's talking about spending a significant amount of money, you know, when they're not talking about buying something for $100 or $300 or $500 or even $1,000, when sure. they're talking about buying something, it might be two thousand, four thousand, twelve thousand, twenty thousand dollars. All of those things add up to. If I can have a conversation, then that makes the biggest difference in the world in someone being able to make a decision and move forward. Sure, you know what? Uh, and again, that is one of the most unique answers to the time and money question that we've ever gotten here. And I couldn't agree more. Uh, when we we sometimes do uh, website conversion reviews where we'll review the person's website and we'll film our findings on Camtasia Video, what they need to do to adjust their conversions. And one of the gimmies that I get almost every single time from doing one of these reviews is to point out to the people, hey, where's the phone number? Yep. It doesn't always matter if the, the, the phone is going to be answered live all the time because you you're probably familiar with the statistics in this day and age. Uh, basically, nobody answers their phone live. It's, it's a very rare person. I mean, if you want to stand out, answer your phone live. I mean, that's going to put you head and shoulders above everybody else already right there. But I'm thinking yep. about statistics of 
personal users of phones, where not only do they not answer the phone live, but if you leave them a voicemail, they're probably not even going to listen to it. What they're going to do is they're going to see that you called on the caller ID, and they're going to call you back, and they're going to say, what do you want? And if they don't recognize the number, they're actually more likely to Google the number and try and figure it out that way than call back and say, who is this? Totally agree. I know it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And going back to your point, if you just get your business's phone number on your website, then when they Google the phone number, that there's a very good chance that it's going to come right back to your website. So you can think of that as a form of search engine optimization. Again, less time, more money. Now, what I do yep. in my business and what a lot of consulting businesses do is because, you know, personally, I don't want my phone ringing off the hook and I don't want unscheduled calls. But what I do is I make it very easy to schedule a time with me. And uh, and a lot of, particularly in the consulting industry, we're seeing a lot of people doing this using applications um, like Schedule Once and Vsite and things like that, uh, where the person can go on to your scheduler, pick a date and time, type in the reasons, and hit submit and put it on your Google Calendar and their Google Calendar or Outlook or whatever you're using. And then no one has to check with anybody to say what time's good or, or anything like that. It's just there and it the appointed time, everybody just shows up. Think about getting you on the Business Creators Radio Show. We didn't have to have a conversation before this. Uh, you know, we reached out to you to invite you. You said yes. You gave us the information. You scheduled your time, and here we are. Exactly. Yep. There's right. a lot of technology and tools that can be utilized that cost next to nothing and um, don't involve necessarily um, someone else to be in, in in the middle of it. And yeah, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Precisely. So, so Alan, let's get into this now. You help your clients yeah. boost sales fast without doing a new launch or anything new to generate new leads. And I know that this is one of the golden keys that many folks have been looking to find to put it into the lock and turn that key, which is how do we develop the evergreen launch or the or the constant launch or the ongoing launch, whatever it is. So we're talking about uh, boosting sales fast without doing a new launch or anything new to generate new leads. So what is your secret? Okay. So... Uh... There's a key here. Most most companies they, they they focus on constantly driving new leads or constantly doing a doing a new launch or or promoting an event or whatever it might be, and totally miss a big chunk of revenue, which is what happens on the back end of anything. So when I say you don't need to generate any new leads, you don't need to do a new launch. What I'm really saying is. There is gold in your existing uh, client and lead database, and most people don't dig deep enough to mine that gold. And uh, what I do with companies is we go in and we set up a structure where we can take existing segments of the database, drive them to specific landing pages, invite them to a conversation in order to be able to guide them through what will be the next best possible solution for them to take their business or their life to a, 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 you know to the next level or a whole a whole other level? Um, and that's really where the gold is. The gold is again coming back to what I said earlier is mostly when there's when you're talking about uh, higher ticket products, there's higher margin in there and um, and you don't need as many of them to get the volume. And if someone's saying, hey, I'm doing 100000 a month, doing a million dollars, just over a million dollars a year, and I want to get to 1.5, well, they can either continue selling you know, the same kind of front-end products and just try and sell more of them and try and get to 50% growth that way. Or if they want to boost that fairly quickly, they, they add on a, a multi-thousand-dollar product program, whatever it might be, or service, something along those lines, and literally just upscale a number of the clients, um, so or a number of clients and or a number of their their inquiries that they get. Let me just can I just give you a, a simple um, uh, analogy here, Adam? Not only can you, I hope you will. Okay, perfect. So <laughs> <clears throat> I'm I'm borrowing this from Perry Marshall's 80/20 Sales Sales and Marketing book, um, but what he says is that. 20% of your 
buyers will spend four times the money. Okay. Correct. So let me give you an example of that. So someone's spending uh, someone's spending five hundred dollars with you, um, or you know, you have a, let's say you had a thousand people that have spent five hundred dollars with you. Twenty um, percent or two hundred of those people will likely spend two thousand dollars with you. They're looking for the next level thing that you've got that can help them get a better this or a better that or a, increase their the business or better their lifestyle or whatever it might be. They'll spend they'll spend more money with you. Now, in the same in the same light, twenty percent of those people will spend four times that. So twenty percent of the two hundred or forty people in that case would likely spend eight thousand dollars. So there's another whole wave there, and then it then it continues to go down the line from there. Twenty percent of that or eight people will spend. Um, will spend four, four times the money again. So when you start to, when you start to uh, calculate that out, and by the way, if, uh, from my website where you can actually download the, uh, the ultimate guide to high profit sales funnel, there is a link in there to a calculator that you can go and plug two numbers in and literally it will tell you all the possibility in your business uh, related on this 80, 20 um, and four times, uh, you know, four times spend situation. So, um, but based on that, there's all this revenue that's on the back end that most people miss. And they're so, they spent so, so much time and energy and money driving the new leads, driving the new leads, which is important. It's very, very important as you and I both know. Right. But, but, but when there's clients and customers that want to go deeper with you and, and want to be serviced on a, on a, on a higher level, if you're not, uh, if you're not delving into that, you're, spending too much time chasing uh, chasing the front end and not enough time nurturing the back end, which can bring you more revenue and ultimately yield higher profits is my experience with the, with the clients I work with. I've got to tell you, that is an outstanding set of information you gave me. And there's two things I want to point out. Uh, listeners of the Business Creators Radio Show have heard me say, people who've been in the room where I've gotten up on stage and spoke or have heard me on a webinar have heard me say that the absolute last thing that you could possibly need or want in your business is to be getting traffic to your website. That you, I mean, if you, if you were not getting traffic to your website, you'd probably have a better business. And the reason I say that is because what is traffic? I mean, so we pay 32 cents per traffic. I mean, what the heck is that? It's like taking pasta and throwing it at the wall and seeing how many noodles stick. And what's a website? Is it a landing page, opt-in page, sales page, blog page, about page, contact us page? homepage, what the heck is a website? Because a website can be any one of those things, and it can also include all of those things. So before we even get into the second thing I want to pull out of your answer is we aim to have visitors to our web pages, not traffic to your website, visitors to our web pages who are pre-qualified, prepped, and pumped to take the actions you want them to take once they land on your webpage. So we're speaking to the right people with the right message, and we're getting them so excited about doing it that they click on that link on that social media update or that email, or they type that link from that TV ad or however they're coming to your webpage, and, you're, and they're hoping that the page loads quickly because they just can't wait to do what it is you told them to do. And in many cases, that may be to call and schedule a free consultation. It could be that. The second piece I want to pull out is that while we're so focused on traffic to our website, we're forgetting way too often about the customers we already have. And this is a conversation I've had several times with uh, a few of my clients who are bemoaning that, well, we're not getting anybody new on the list, uh, or we're not getting a whole lot of new people on the list. It's like we're, you know, we keep selling to these same people over and over and over again. I, and I'll say, stop right there. What did you just say? said, well, we're selling to these same people over and over again. I said, exactly. They keep buying. So you find out what the, you find out not what they say they want, but what they're going to respond to. You offer it and put it in front of them, and they're going to give you money for it. 
how how is how is this really difficult so yeah if you want to go get traffic to your website hire a traffic person uh or a or something like that Uh, and i can make recommendations i know people who are outstanding when it comes to the media advertising buys and driving visitors to web pages and things like that my particular business focuses more on what happens after they've already arrived and that's just what we do uh so we have a focus on things like what alan is talking about so i wanted to pull out that second piece as well is while you're going out chasing the stars you may have the sun already on your list and the sun burns a lot harder than the stars so why would you not move towards the heat and get the money that's just that's just my two cents so i have a feeling we've already answered this but i know you wanted me to ask you just to make sure um if there was just one thing a business owner could do to increase revenues what would it be engage people in in a conversation (laughs) it's really engage people in conversations yes um and it's no, it's it's not it's not about it's, we're not trying to shift someone's business online that's an online business offline. We're just saying do this in addition to, and watch your revenues grow. Really, that's that, you know if, if that's simple. The front end is always important because that's the you know, the key to the to the to the lifeblood. But the the back end is super important when it comes to profitability and engage people in conversation. And I'm going to give you one other thing, Adam, that. Uh, kind of sparked from the, the first question that you asked me, uh, one of the first questions you asked me, and that is, here's a simple thing that someone can do. Um, literally, when someone purchases something online, pick up the phone and reach out to them and just welcome them and ask them if everything's, if they've managed to get everything that they wanted or you know, is there anything that you can help them with or whatever the case may be. You will be stunned. Your audience will be stunned if they do that and to what people's response and reaction is, because no one calls anybody nowadays. No, let me just let me retract that. Hardly anybody calls anybody. Correct. Yeah, because I was about to say I know. I was about to say I know somebody who has a policy in their company that every time somebody buys within 24 hours, they get a phone call just thanking them to make sure they got everything. Yep. Yep. Makes all the difference in the world, and you you'll get you get so much more mileage out of it when it comes to. Uh, the next product program service that you want to uh, engage them with to in, in order for them to say, well, yeah, you know, what a great company. I remember them calling me now and making sure everything was okay or I had this little, this slight little issue or I couldn't figure this out. And then, you know, they called and it just kind of put me on track with that. It makes all the difference in the world. You know, uh, let me just ask one question about that because I mentioned one of my other clients does it and I'm trying to get another one of my clients to do it for the exact same reason you described. Uh, Does it matter if you make live contact with the person? Because as we discussed earlier in our call here, uh, the majority of people, particularly with their personal phones, not only do they not answer, but they don't even listen to the voicemail. They wait for a text or they Google the number to find out who it is. So if uh, so, let's say let's say Alan, for instance, you bought my course on discussion group game, and within 24 hours, I have my assistant give you a call just to thank you so much and make sure you got your username and password and got the first video and everything else. Um, does it make a big difference whether or not we get you to answer live or call back, or is it just one of those "it's the thought that counts" type things? Uh, a lot of it is, is is around the thought that counts. I mean, obviously, if you do connect, there's a stronger bond there. But just the fact that you did call, left a message, left a great message that that you know was a service that you're that you're there to serve and and, and there to help them, and they've got a callback number and they can feel they can pick up pick up the phone to a, a live person. That just makes all the it just makes all the difference in the world. Right now, I just want to I just want to draw one other thing. Just make sure I heard this correctly. I believe what you're saying here is this is not an upsell call. This is just simply a check-in call, a thank you call, a make sure you got everything call, a make sure you got your password call, a make sure you're set call. Where we specifically yep. avoid trying to sell them anything. We're just establishing a relationship, letting us know that uh, we're there for them. Yep, that's exactly right. Wow, talk about talk about selling without selling. We're literally not selling here, uh, but what we're doing is we're laying the groundwork for the future sale. I mean, how can you get more selling without selling than that? Yeah, no, I to, uh, to- totally agree. Totally yes, agree. yes. Now, now, Alan, before we came online here, uh, you told me back in the green room how you took a client's high end program. Uh, it was, I believe, it was uh, fifteen thousand dollars was the ticket price to attend. 
from 30% full, where they were selling 30% of their seats, to consistently sold out with a waiting mm-hmm. list because they filled up all their seats and you added something along the lines of, I believe the number is $719,760 in revenue to their bottom line in one year. How did you do this? So there's a couple of things. One, uh, it, it, it follows through from the, you know, whatever you're driving on the front end to uh, bringing that through to the back end. And let me give an let me let me talk you through this case study. So with that particular client, um, there's, a, there's a number of things we did. Uh, first of all, was we revamped their website so that any visitors that were going there that had an interest we could capture, but then we'd take them through a series of small steps um, that were, you know, invite them into a small ticket item, then invite them to a larger ticket item. But ultimately, what happened was it, everything was left on a whim at the time where once this program came around, this $15,000 program came around, it just sent an email to the entire list and say, hey, do you want to buy this thing, X, Y, Z? But there really wasn't, there wasn't, a, whole, there wasn't a whole lot of warm-up rapport building uh, in, in the interim, so we, we built this. We built this nurture sequence on the front end once people came into the website, and then end up building a funnel into a conversation, uh, which is what we're talking about here, which is the, the high ticket back end sales funnel, in order for us to be able to establish whether this particular program was right for someone. So we, um, from the database that we're end up creating, nurturing, um, you know, through the lower ticket products and, and price points, et cetera. We then, we then built an entire campaign that literally would drive out and invite them to a conversation. And it wasn't anything that the, the emails are nothing to do with, do you want to buy this? Or do, are you interested in being a this or whatever it might be? It was more around um, having a conversation to see where they were in their particular po- in that particular point in their life and are they, were they interested in moving on to another, a whole other level of their health in this particular case, right. and um, and then possibly utilising that in uh, to, to become a to become a practitioner? So we end up driving people to a, uh, a a page where they put in their information, basically their name, their email, their phone number, the best time to call for us to have a conversation. We hired one person. Uh, to make those sales calls, um, that particular person wasn't—he wasn't actually a sale. It wasn't a salesperson. You, you would—he'd never really done sales before. He was an—he was a uh, an, an avid fan of this, but this particular guy's work, uh, this particular doctor's work, and um, he knew the products and the programs, everything kind of inside and out. And I structured a very, very simple script for him to follow which is basically a series of questions to understand, to help people understand where they are now, get clarity on that, where they want to go, get real clarity on that, and then walk them through some steps in order for, to take them from where they are to where they want to be, and then enroll them into this program. And by putting that simple structure into place, um, you know, this, this particular uh, is an alternative health doctor. He had a classroom that had the capability of accepting 24 people in this particular room. He was averaging eight people in a room, or 30% of his entire capacity. But whether he's standing at the front of the class teaching eight people, or standing there teaching 24 people, doesn't cost him any more time, cost him hardly any more money to have the 24 people in there, a few bits and pieces for course material, but right. uh, most of the stuff was kind of paid for. But all that additional revenue came from filling that room and it was really about driving people into a conversation, talking them through, is this right for them? Is it not right for them? How do we make it, how do we make it affordable for them, whether they're going to either you know, get their own financing, put it on a credit card, do a payment plan option, whatever the case may be. But a $15,000 program uh, was sold out of there, and we were selling so many of them because of the nurture sequence we had in the, in the leading into it that we did create a wait list um, and we just, we, the, the whole thing just kept being maxed out because he, he couldn't take any more than 24 people in a room. 
So uh, we ended up having this wait list, and then every 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 class after that was was maxed out because we had these other people kind of waiting in the wings, ready to go with it, kind of chomping at the bit. We started adding more classes and stuff like that, so that we we could increase the revenue there. But it was simple. It's it as simple as driving someone to a structured conversation that that would that would guide people through, you know, where they are, where they want to be, and how this particular program can help them achieve that. If it was right for them. See, this is the part that I really enjoy when folks who do this stuff, where it comes to building the the, the high profit sales funnels, will share with us that this type of thing really works. Uh, when you do nurture people, when you do send them a lot of information, when you are in regularly, persistently consistent contact with your best prospects, fans visitors and followers this is how you develop your high ticket sales now you sometimes get folks who will say but what if i send too many emails or they'll get one nasty email from somebody who says you send me too many emails well, you know there's a thing called an unsubscribe button and if you spend energy on those one or two whiners who aren't going to buy from you anyway, uh, if you even give them anything more than the time of day, what you're doing is a disservice to the people who love your nurturing sequence and will only complain if you stop because they want more. And this will lead them to a high ticket sale. So again, you're validating the, another point that I make over and over again, which is don't worry about a couple whiners that say you sent too many emails. Focus on nurturing. Focus on creating value and allow those and present the opportunity for those who want it to love it. And you can achieve sold-out events, adding $719,000 in revenue to your list in one year just because you focused on people who want to hear from you. Now, Alan, in your report, the ultimate guide to creating a high-profit sales funnel. And by the way, I love how you have consistency in your branding. Your signature talk is high-profit sales funnels. Your special report is the ultimate guide to creating a high-profit sales funnel. Your website is highprofitsalesfunnel.com. I love that consistency, by the way. But in your report, you talk about being able to create a virtually unlimited marketing budget. How do you do that? So again, this comes back to the difference between front end and back end and having a back end, I mean a high to get back end. Uh, when people are focused on, you know, spending money on the front end, driving more leads, everything else, which is vital, as we've mentioned a couple of times here, which is absolutely vital. Um, what happens is sometimes people get into, oh, can I only spend a certain amount of money because I've got to wait for the wait wait for the thing, wait for the revenue to catch back up or whatever the case may be. Well, when you add into the mix high profit back end sales, um, knowing that you can spend money on the front end and whether you break even, whether you make money on the front end and knowing that then you've got the back end that you can bring in more revenue and higher profit margins will end up creating an unlimited marketing budget. And here's what I mean by that. If you're spending $100 a month right now, sorry, $100 a day right now, on marketing and advertising and you know hey if I spend a hundred dollars a day and I can get and, and I, right now I'm getting back you know uh, $150 well that's a happy day you can spend as many hundred dollars as you can get right. back all the $150 if you can spend a hundred dollars today and you know that over time you'll get back $500 because you've got these back-end sales then it's like Okay, well, bring me a wheelbarrow for the hundred dollars, and I'm going to pour in as many, much as that as I possibly can. It will to bring these five hundred dollar back ends. So you can, it, it's literally you can just keep expanding what you're spending. I mean, there's there's probably a limit to it, or there is a limit to it at some point. But the point is, you've got so much more money to play with that you can acquire customers at a much more rapid rate. And therefore, it does inherently give you an unlimited marketing budget because you say, "Great! Well, every every time I spend a hundred, I get five hundred back. And if I can, if I can turn that, the faster I can turn that, the more faster I grow my business, and the more profit and the more money I make, and the more, more people I serve. Um, that's really where the unlimited marketing budget comes into play." 
Yes, yes. And, and again, we're starting to see how all these things come together. Now, in addition to the case study you shared before, you have another case study of a client where you had an additional $200,000 per month in about four months. And how did you do that? And, and sometimes I love when we give the opportunity to give our, our guest experts a chance to brag a little bit because we get to learn from their success and follow the trail they've already blazed for us. Sure. So there's one client, they're in the live event business, and uh, they were focused on driving to this one particular live event that was a free event to start with. And then from that event, at the event, they would sell other events that might be $1,000, $2,000, all the way up to a package, a bundle that was probably in the ten dollars to $12,000 range at the time. And um, I said to this particular business owner, I said, so what about the people that don't buy at the event? Like, what are we doing with those people? He's, and so he said to me, um, well, you know what, we've, you know, we've tried doing stuff with those people in the past, but they don't really buy the event. They're not really, you know, there's the, the interest level is not really there. Um, you know, we tried it. It just didn't work out when we tried to call people, etc." So I said, okay, so uh, let me suggest that, uh, well, let, let me say to you, I have a funnel. I have this back-end sales funnel that I've built for other people, but tremendous results with it. And, I would love to put it in place and make this happen for you. So for about 18 months, that particular client just kept putting it off and saying, oh, you know, you know let's focus on the front end more on the front end more on the front end. Yes. And eventually, but eventually it was, uh, you know, that they were like, okay, let's, let's, let's try this. Let's hire, so hire three salespeople. I built the sales funnel. So people came out of the live event that hadn't purchased. We put them into a nurture sequence. We invited them to a conversation put people on the phone and literally within four months went from zero to $200,000 a month in revenue that was being left on the table that wasn't being sold at those events. And, you know, this is what it comes down to. Some people don't want to make a decision immediately on certain things. You know, they, they, they want to go home and speak to their spouse or significant other. They want to go and just kind of sit with it and say, where can I pull the money from to be able to do that? And if no one's following back up with those people that are kind of, they really want to do it, but they just need a conversation or they need just to, uh, just to kind of establish themselves as to, as to where the, the funding is going to come from, then that's a missed opportunity. So all we did was we just scooped up all the missed opportunity. And that missed opportunity is worth $2.4 million a year. Well, that's a big lot of missed opportunity. Yes. Where, you know, and the, and the lives are changing and, and, you know, people being engaged with that. And those people can go on to buy even further things, even more things from the company. So it's, it's, it just keeps expanding and expanding uh, from there. Tell you what, um, if there's somebody out there, if you're listening, and you have $2.4 million in missed opportunity and you don't want to pick it up doing what Alan just told you to do, uh, tell you what, give it to me. I'll pick it up. Exactly. Just give it to, just give it to me. Now, one thing I want to make sure I heard here is now we go to events and we – we're sitting in the audience and we get the big offer that's being made, whether it's to buy the big product or join the big course or become a member of the big mastermind or whatever it is. And there's usually some sort of incentive for the first 13 people to run to the back of the room. We all know this drill. Uh, and there are a few people out there who are still making a ton of money with it, even though the market's become largely desensitized to it. But I have been in the room and I, you know, as recently as May, uh, at an event I spoke at, uh, Dream Business Academy in San Diego, where people really did do the rush to the back of the room because the offer was presented that good and there was that much value. I actually did see a rush to the back of the room in the year 2015. So people, it is still out there. But I'll tell you that. But I'll tell you this: what you're, I think, I think what you're saying is for the people who didn't rush to the back of the room, why not follow up with them after the event? Let them know that the offer is still there and see how many more you can get. I'm, I'm, I'm totally saying that, number one. And number two, there's always the opportunity to offer that person something different as well. Because maybe that, maybe that particular thing, if, you know, if there's just the one element that was being sold, let's say it was a mastermind for whatever amount of dollars, um, if that one thing wasn't, isn't, either isn't right for them um, or there's not a fit in some other way, you know, between the company and, and you with that particular program, then maybe there's something else that will help them advance to where they want to go. And this, and the, and the sales conversation, Adam, is always about what 
is the thing that's going to best serve this client to get them where they want to go. It's not about what someone wants to sell them because what you want to sell them may not be right for them, and that's the wrong thing to do. Why would you sell someone something that's not right for them? So it's all about what what do they want how can we help them get get that in the in the easiest, fastest, shortest way possible, and um, and, and you know and the, and the simplest way possible, and then maybe something else. Maybe you know maybe the mastermind wasn't work didn't, didn't, wasn't going to work for them right now at this point in their in their life or their business. Maybe right now there's this other two thousand dollar widget or thousand dollar widget or five hundred dollar widget or whatever it might be that can help them get to the next step and then for them to move on up the ladder. And by serving people in that way, you create long-term clients that will keep coming back and saying, wow, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? I want to know what the next thing is I can do with you because I've had such a great result. I've had such a great experience. And that's what, uh, you know, that's what growing a business is about. It's about taking someone through this, through this uh, client experience, this incredible client experience. I love that. And, I want to thank you for pointing that out because I am in many conversations with clients and with others who are looking for the best way to monetize the event or get the most out of the upsell. And you are opening the doors to new opportunities here by simply pointing out that maybe it's not that particular offer. Maybe there's something else that they need. And with the thread that I keep seeing throughout our entire conversation is we can talk about structured funnels and nurturing sequences, which you did cover and which, you know, in my business we do as well. But when it comes down to it, there's no substitute for actually engaging with the best prospects. Now, if you're getting 500 opt-in leads a day, certainly you're not going to get on the phone with all of them. So you have to find ways around that. Uh, So you have to find Mm -hmm. out who the best of the best are. So maybe you have to have them jump through another hoop to show that they're really, really interested before you get them on the phone. Or maybe you just need to watch who some of the names and some of the websites are and be able to cherry pick and say, hey, this one looks like they're really the type of customer we could serve and focus on those. That's probably a different call altogether. Uh, But uh, what I want to get into now is, Alan, you're an expert at creating these six and seven figure sales funnels. Is this really complicated? And does it require a huge team to make it happen? It's not that complicated. Um, there's there's a there's a structure that goes into it, and the, the answer to do you need a big team to make it happen is is actually no. Um, and as we start at the beginning of the call, it's like you know it can start from as simple as putting a phone number on every page of your website. That that can drive a phone call to someone that can have a conversation. That person just needs to be scripted. So there's a couple of things here, Adam. We can go from the simple, which is adding a phone number to even 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 just adding a phone number to to an order page. Where someone's there, they're trying to order, you know, but then people abandon the shopping cart if they don't, if they can't, you know, get their head around something. But there's a phone number there, they can pick up the phone, they can ask a question, and then the sale is made instantly. That's something very, very simple that isn't necessarily an entire sales funnel, but that's some another way that you can boost revenues by having that human interaction. Um, when it comes to actually building a sales funnel, uh, there's, there's a number of things. One. Um, you can. The, the, the first thing is who's going to have the who's going to have the conversation. So rather than saying, oh, now I've got to hire a sales team and all this kind of stuff, and putting yourself under the pressure of that, who in your company is already uh, predisposed to or have that nature that they can get on the phone and with the right conversation that they're trained in, can just have a dialogue and and, and bring someone to that next level. Uh, so who are, who's already in your company that can do that? And then maybe there may be someone in a in a customer service role or whatever, and they have a more of an aptitude towards sales, um, and they could be scripted to have a conversation, ask the right questions, and guide people in there. Number two, um, one of the key things that I uh, take clients through, that I teach clients, is to uh, hire from within your best customers, the best clients. So what we do is when, you know, I work a lot in the personal transformation space and the business coaching space is we literally, we have a couple of emails that we send out to the clients. So we say, hey, we're looking for someone to join our team. And um, if you've got a background in this, this, and this, you know, you have experience in sales, we'd like to have a conversation with you. 
And some of his best clients are just thrilled to be able to be part of the organization because they so buy into uh, what that particular person is teaching, what the experience they've, they've been through with that, etc. And they can still run their own business, but they can do this part-time uh, in conjunction with, and there's no conflict. And that's, an, that's another way of finding someone. And when it comes to actually building the sales funnel, there's a, there's a, you know, just a few elements that we, or the number of elements that we, that we put into place. And we can, you can, you can do a simple, like the guy that we took his business from, you know, with a 30% room fill to 100% room fill with a waiting list. We had a very, very simple solution there. We just drove people to a simple landing page, asked them for their name, their email, their phone number, the best time to call, and that lead went straight into uh, Salesforce.com. Actually, at the time, this was like 11 years ago, 10 or 11 years ago. Right. Um, the salesperson got the inquiry and the lead, they called up, made an appointment, and then went through the conversation. Made, they, they took the order over the phone, you know, hand wrote the credit card on a sheet, gave it to the office, that was, yeah. it was done. Very, very simple. You know, in today's technology, there's all sorts of things that we can do, and we, you know, we will drive people to a landing page, they'll fill out the, the first name, email, phone number, best time to call, then we flip them to a questionnaire page, which is more of a qualification page. Right. Take them through another, take them through another step there. Then we'll flip them to a time trade page. Let them book their own appointment. If they didn't book their own appointment, then there's an outreach that happens with uh, with booking the with booking the calls specifically. And then ultimately, the lead ends up getting to a salesperson's hands. And then there's a script for for the conversation to lead through that. And by the way, the script the script that I structure for my clients are mainly questions. It's mainly about asking the right questions because we want to help people get where they want to go. That's it. It's not about really hard pushing anything. It's, not, it's never about hard pushing and hard selling anybody. It's about asking them where they want to go and finding out what we can do to serve them that will get them there the fastest, whether it's a service, whether it's a product, whether it's a piece of software, whether it's a widget, whatever it is that's going to help them get the result they're looking for, whether that be weight loss or the next vacation they want to take or growing their business or, you know, personal transformation in their, in their relationship or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And what I keep hearing is that there's really a lot of simplicity involved in this. And again, we come back to that circle that we cherry pick our best prospects or we give them the opportunity to identify themselves as the best prospects and we simply engage in them. I mean, we've been on, we've been at this for uh, over 45 minutes and I have yet to hear you say one thing that even sounds remotely like a hard sell. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. So, so what's the first place to look for these hidden revenues and profits? And how can a business owner leverage what they're already doing? Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a couple of things here. One is um, what, are you, what are you offering right now? What is, what, is a, what is a business owner offering right now that they could uh, add a service or add another level onto that would client to a uh, a faster result, as it were. Um, so let me give an example of that. If you're, um, let's say someone's teaching someone how to generate leads to a website, for example. So we're going to teach you how to generate leads to, to a website, and then uh, They've got this pro product program. Someone kind of goes through it. They kind of, you know, put in all the pieces, and and they're driving more leads, etc. But it's not, they're not quite getting where they ultimately want to go. So maybe the maybe the, the the next offering to that person is, hey, we have some automation. We have some automation that can make all of these processes that we put together in this course that you've learned that you're doing manually that would totally enable you to scale this. And you know you pay two hundred dollars for the course, but we've got this automation that's going to cost you uh, one hundred fifty dollars a month, or whatever it turns out to be. Well, all of a sudden, that you know that's another that's a two thousand dollar a year sale. Now we've got consistency in that that something's going to happen. And then maybe there's a whole other level from there where it's um, you know I really need someone to sit with me, review my business, help me pinpoint. Uh, the ideal places to be able to drive more leads from, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a 90-day uh, fast-track uh, program that's a small group of six people or something, and it's sold for $5,000. So 
So what it's really about, Adam, is building an ascension path. Like, here's the first thing that people are going to buy, and then what's the next thing? What's the next thing to help them get the result for the problems or the, or the result they're looking for? What can you do there? And then what's the next thing beyond that? And maybe then, maybe it's not even in the same, maybe it's not even, it doesn't even necessarily be in the same light. Maybe it's, you know, lead generation is one element. Hello, Alan? Hello? Alan, do we have you? I, I can't hear you if you're speaking. It, yeah, I'm hearing a lot of static. I heard a beep and then a lot of static. Done for you type service off the back end. Of uh, Al, Al, Alan, Alan, I, I, I apologize. Uh, for about 30 seconds, I've been hearing static and beeping, and then your voice just came back. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not sure if that was on my end. Um, it's do, hold on, it's doing it again. Say something. I'm not hearing anything. Can you hear me now, Adam? Now I can hear you, yes. Okay. All right, I'm not really not sure what happened there. I apologize for uh, anything on my end, if that was anything on my end. It, it was probably just um, the system. Sorry, say Oh, yeah, <laughs> probably. So... Um, yeah, so it's, a, it's about building, it's, a, it's about structuring what's the next thing that this potential client would want that we can help them get the, the result faster, more effectively, uh, with less time and energy for them um, to, to, to be able to get that result specifically and building that ascension path out. And sometimes it's in, this, in the same light because you're going down that one track of perhaps lead generation or whatever example that we were giving. And other times it's like, okay, well, now you've solved this problem. Now you've solved this problem, and we're going to move on to solving the next problem, which is maybe in a in a different in a different line. So, yeah, yeah. and uh, and what I'm hearing from this is uh, you know, we're looking to go a little bit beyond the idea of a one size fits all because not one size does fit everything. So if you're only making one offer, then what if they don't want that offer? Then what? That's and wrong. I think what your yep. approach is saying is, you know, we had we had another guest on our on our show here who uh, shared with us their belief that the sales funnel was dead, and instead to look at it in terms of campaigns. And their point was basically very similar to what you said. It's just different language, which is instead of just trying to force people down one narrow path and they either follow that path or they're off forever, we look at uh, we look at a more customer-centric approach and we find out what is going to best serve them. We find out what is going to best work for them. And through your process where we just add levels of engagement and we add opportunities to speak directly with the person if they're highly interested, we create the opportunities for that to happen now uh, I do have a couple questions from the audience and I think we have time for about two of them so let me do the first one here and uh, the first question I have here is from somebody who is asking um, so let's say that they have five different products like five different courses that they sell now yep. should they have all of these courses in a catalog on their website or should they only focus on showing one course on their website? Uh, they could show them all on their website, but I wouldn't necessarily. Uh, I would. I would look to have that on the website in a way that gets people's interest, but not try to necessarily sell them, and then put someone into a funnel in order to be able to sell them. Because people really need nurturing to know what it's really about. Now, the funnel could look like an automated webinar, a teleseminar, a, a, video, a video sales letter. It could be it could be something that would kind of guide them along there. But uh -huh. ultimately, you would drive them to a lead magnet first, which, you know, they're going to get some kind of piece of information, and that would give them, uh, that would spark their interest, and it will get them kind of um, engaged with you as a, as, a, as a business owner. And then from there, take them through a series of things that would nurture them into that, whether that be a teleseminar, webinar, 
live conversation. It could be anything uh, that would that would bring them through to purchasing the end result. It just depends on the price point of the product and um, and, and what you're specifically selling. Yeah. That, okay. So that so that that that's that's great right there. Now the second question I have is: Let's say that we have somebody who, uh, you know, let's say that we have an event that we're planning and mm-hmm. we want to go back to our existing list, uh, whether the people have bought before, whether they have been on the list for a long time and they have not bought yet. Let's say, for instance, that we decided tomorrow that we're going to host an event. So we have a yep. we have an internal team call today and the result of it is we say, we are having a live event on August 18th. That's three months from now. Let's put as many butts in seats as possible. So let's say a client came to you with that ultimatum, which is basically, we decided today we're going to have an event that's in three months. What do we do? How are we going to fill this thing? Okay, so a n- number of things I do with clients when we, when we build funnels like that. Um, first thing is we drive people to a preview call, which we're going to give them val- valuable content that's aligned with what the event is. They're going to learn about that and then, we're going to teach them on a couple of specific things and then say, hey, we've got this live event coming up and if you want to learn these other eight things on top of the two things or whatever it is that you've just learned, then this is what you're going to learn. This is what it will do for you specifically. Um, this is how you enroll. That's number one. Um, and then there's an entire follow-up sequence out the back of that with replays and bits and pieces. Uh, number two is to uh, do just a direct email sequence. Hey, you know, many of you have asked for it, asked for this for the longest time. We're now going to hold a live event, X, Y, Z, going to teach you this and this and this, which will enhance everything that you've already learned from us in, in, in this particular area. Um, you know, here's a link for the early bird ticket, X, Y, Z, to, to, to get registered. Uh, that's, that's number two. Number three um, is for the People you have phone numbers for, and you need to be careful with this, with the do not call list, and there's a whole series of rules around that. So whatever country you're in listening to this show, you need to delve in and make sure that you understand what you can and can't do with that. But we do voice broadcast where we get the particular person that they relate to within that organization to um, record a message that just basically says, hi, this is... You know, Joe Brown, and I'm giving you a call because we're having a live event, and I wanted to invite you personally. And if you go to xyz.com or you give us a call on this phone number, we're happy to give you the details, and um, we look forward to seeing you there. And literally dropping that message on a number of people is um, highly, highly effective. We do it all the time in nurture in, in nurture campaigns when we're driving to live events. Just talking to a client yesterday, we're talking. We've got a couple of those who are going to be going out specifically. Uh, so that's the third thing. The fourth thing is drop something in the mail. You know, people don't normally get stuff. You know, they're not regularly getting <laughs> stuff in the mail. Uh, it's it's you know it's uh, kind of old-fashioned, but hey, you know what? Stuff works. People get something in the mail. They're like, wow, I got something in the mail. You know, other than a bill. Yes. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so. And, and, and when you work in combination with sending either a postcard or a letter or whatever it might be, you know, I, I typically when it's a live event, I, I say send a postcard, send an oversized postcard. When you work in combination with sending a postcard, then uh, dropping an email that says we've sent you something in the mail, and then dropping a voice broadcast that says, hey, this is Joe Brown, just want to let you know I just sent you something in the mail. Um, and uh, you should receive any couple of days from now. Just let you know we have a live event coming up. Da, 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 da. Those things stack; they compound. And people, and obviously there's social media and stuff like that as well that you're going to be going out to um, people with. But when you hit people from all these various different mediums, that's where you really start to get traction, because you know some people they just communicate on one thing. They, you know, some people just. want to hear someone's voice. Some people want to just read something that's physically in their hand. Other people want to get on a preview call and go through X, Y, Z from that. You know, there's uh, but all these different touch points just enable you to uh, really boost what, you know, the number of attendees to an event or the number of registrants to an event and, and then the number of attendees to an event. 
yeah, these are all very good things. And I, I appreciate yeah. that nice little list there. And what you're showing is that we're looking to reach people through a variety of different mediums. And I, and I really think sure. that's fantastic. Uh, and just makes me think of one thing. 20 years ago when email was hot, new, and exciting, I had an AOL account. And I used to log into that thing over and over again during the day. And you know, I'd sit through the dial-up sequence and <laughs> and the hopes that when AOL finally opened after I'd had a chance to prepare a three-course meal, waiting for it to log in, I would hear, you've got mail. And I'd get like, oh my god, somebody likes me! And now today, uh, I'm doing everything I can to avoid email. Uh, but now when I go to, when I go to the mailbox uh, three or four times a week, and there's mail in there that's not a, a bill, a solicitation, or some kind of ethical bribe to get me to spend money... It's like actual mail. It's like, oh my God, somebody likes me. They sent me mail. So that's a very exactly. easy place for you to stand out because I think our average listener may be getting solicited to attend up to 10 to 15 different events. But I guarantee that the one event where they actually take the time to send a postcard is the one that's most likely to get that button at seat. That is exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, you know, I'm, not, I'm certainly not looking to ignore social media in that mix as well. And you can drive traffic from Facebook and stuff like that now. Um, and uh, you, you can throw that in the mix too. And when you start to retarget people and then you do a voice broadcast, you with a postcard. Again, it's all this multimedia, uh, multimedia channels that you're utilizing. And, and people are more tuned into one thing or another. Right. And or... Sometimes it's just a pattern interrupt because they're just not used to someone making a phone, you know, getting a message from someone or there's a pattern interrupt because they're not used to getting a piece of mail that, yes. that was an invitation type thing. So it's, it's those things that, that start to make a difference. Right, right. We'll tell you what, Alan, uh, believe it or not, um, it's it's funny how this happens. We've had so much fun, we've actually run out of time. So uh, everybody listening, um, Alan McKenna, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. And everybody, please check out Alan's website at www.highprofitsalesfunnel.com where you can get your own copy of the ultimate guide to creating a high-profit sales funnel. Go there. Download it now, and you're going to get even more information than we covered on this call today. So make sure you go ahead and do that. And for everybody listening, this is Adam Homie, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Again, check us out at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and on iTunes, where we help you win at the game of business and marketing. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.